What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Laughing Mind Podcast. A couple quick things before we get into this awesome, spectacular, adjective-ridden guest episode. Uh, the first thing is just that I will be taking a short hiatus uh, next week, or two weeks from now, there won't be a new episode released because me and my lady of Witches Hazel and Milk Thistle, we will be on, on our honeymoon, uh, so... You can't come. You, you fucking can't come on our honeymoon. So there'll be a short break. Um, so just don't look for an episode two weeks from now. We'll be back in action a month from now. Um, and in terms of this episode, I'm so, so jazzed to be able to release this and share this with you guys. I had an amazing conversation with comedian and podcaster Danny Kaufman of the Damn It Danny podcast. Um, yeah, it was, she was a delight, so funny, and we got talking about many, many different parts of just being able to survive the pandemic and how that shaped relationships. We talked about how kind of living in this state where there is constant catastrophe at our fingertips that like, how do you deal with that? How, how does humor impact that? Um, and also just, you know, about the, the tragedy of dick pics in our culture. So anyway, so much fun. hope you enjoy this and, uh, I'll, I'll put all of her information in the show notes. So again, enjoy this sparkling conversation with comedian and podcaster, Danny Kaufman. This is the Laughing Mind Podcast. And now your host, Ethan Tuxel. Yeah, so I just, I'd seen Sarah and I are on the same improv team. Okay, all right. And um, she's hilarious and wonderful. Oh, she's great. She's great. Uh, and I feel like just very like doesn't always fit the typical comedy mold. No, that you speak, especially the straight white male beard thing. Right, right. That we have the f- stupid monopoly on things. So I was like, that's awesome. I love her, and I was like, I feel like there aren't a ton. I've looked for different podcasts in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and there aren't. There are some, but there's not a ton. So I was like, I want to meet people. Same. Who are doing this? Same. So I just got here in December. Okay. So I just moved to the area and I've been looking and like, it's kind of hard to yes. find other podcasts yes. unless you listen to a podcast and you're kind of like picking people that have already been on other podcasts. Right. I feel like that's like the best way to find people. Yeah, definitely. So where did you move from? So I moved from Altoona. Oh, right on. So I'm like two hours away. Okay. Are you, is that where you grew up? Yeah. Is Altoona? Born and raised All right. there my entire life. <laughs> you don't have like the, the Pennsylvania Dutch accent thing going on no but like i've been getting lately like a lot of like weird guys because i work at a bank and i've been getting a lot of weird like compliments about my voice huh. and i'm like this is just very bizarre like i've never had that before so i'm like do i have an accent huh is you know what i mean I like do is know there what something going on that i'm not aware of well i feel like everybody has to have something right there is right. no default right accent but I'm from upstate New York. Okay. And so I think I don't have much of one. But I, when I say water, okay. people are like, that's weird. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't grow up here, so I don't have like the yin slippy 
Warsh. Warsh. Oh, I'm like, I can never say that word ever. No, no. I I wash my clothing. Yes, You can wash whatever the hell you want. Or creak. I'm like, listen. Oh, yeah. Or crick. I'm sorry. It's crick. crick. Yes. Do you do the uh, drop the infinitive so it's like this needs done? This needs done. There, this needs to be done. Um... I probably talk in short term, so I'm probably like, this needs this, this needs, needs done. done. Yeah. yeah, that's what Morgan, my fiance, does, and I uh, that that's my that's my <laughs> least favorite out of them all. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I probably do that. Um, I like to talk in abbreviation a lot too. Like I'll say like JK, and I'm right. like, you don't need to talk in text terms, but like I'm lazy, so like you know, the less words the I better gotcha. sometimes. Can I ask how old you are? Do you mind? I, no, I'm 29. 20. Okay, I'm 30, and I was so I was guessing that. Because we grew up in that like SMS yes. time yes. where we weren't sending as many emojis. It was, you know, shortening Right. Stuff it was up. all those like small terms. T9. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I say that and people are like, how old are you? Like, what is wrong with you? And yeah. I'm like, come on, live right. a little. It's not cool anymore. Right. It used to, we, that was a cool thing. Right. But now it's an age. It's yeah. like an age thing. Like it ages you. But then like, I feel like early 2000s is kind of making a comeback. Oh, heck yeah. Mom so, jeans are back. Yep. Juicy suits are back. Jen and Ben are back together. They're getting married. Like things are happening. It's so I'm a good like, time. Mullets are back too, apparently for women. I know. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't like it. Not for me. <laughs> it's not good for me. Do My whatever you shape. want. No. <laughs> Do whatever you want. But I don't think a mullet makes anybody look better. No, absolutely not. There's no one who's been nope. like, you know what? The yeah, the fade was bad. Let's lengthen in the back. Right. If I saw a gentleman with like a short haircut, I would think, and then he turns around and there's like a long back, like instantly, no. Right. Nope, we're done. That's an easy swipe. Yep. No more. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I'm so grateful you're here. Yes. Danny Kaufman uh, of the Damn It Danny podcast. Yes. Um, Yeah. So this is. The Laughing Mind Podcast. I'm so excited uh, to be here. Yeah. I was listening to some episodes. I listened to your latest one. Cool. The solo the episode. Solo. Yeah, those are it's a it that's been an interesting dance of like doing, you know, the guest interviews and then yeah. being like, all right, I've got to make sure I'm working my creative bone and doing that. And it's weird not having energy to play off of. It is. Like it challenges you when yes. you're by yourself. Cause I've been debating on when I come back doing a solo episode as well as a guest episode yeah and i think it's more challenging to do a solo episode than a guest episode to be honest i think so too i mean in some ways you have control right right? a to z you get to do what you want but there's i i did a podcast before this one that was i grew up very religious so it was a comedy religion kind of like okay not not just like mocking it but it was like looking at how absurd parts of the bible are okay Um, that's interesting it yeah it was fun that'd be cool a lot of fun and it was it was me and a co-host and it was so much the 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 lifting of the energy more than anything right i think is the hardest part right you kind of have to hype someone up when you have someone on too oh yeah like you're kind of pulling you know some things out of like your guests you're trying to hype them up a little bit Mm -hmm. like you're kind of like their hype man Right. Especially if you don't know that person. It's your first time meeting them. Right. It is a little weird at first because you're like, all right, I've never met you, but we're going to sit and talk for an hour. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I had Tammy Pescatelli, who's a stand-up comedian. Okay. She's been in the stand-up world for, I think, 20 plus years. Wow. She's she's come to like um, the Pittsburgh Improv a bunch of times. She's amazing. Okay. And we did it over Zoom. And that was like my first one where I was like, I don't know you at all. I yeah. met you through somebody and you kind of are like... I really hope this person's nice. Right. Like, I right. Hope they're not going to be like, all right, so like, why the hell am I here? You know, like, yeah. let's hurry this along. And right. 
Give me an so, outline. I That kind of scares me when someone's like, can I have an outline, please? And I'm like, listen, we're just going to do it. And whatever happens, happens. Like, yeah. I'm not going to give you like a play-by-play outline. That's not going to be me. No, no. It's not happening. So, yeah, what inspired you to want to launch yours? So, I'm a huge fan of Nikki Laser. I uh, love okay. her. And I've always loved radio. I've always loved Howard Stern. I would listen to him every single day with my oh, dad. nice. So, it's like, this is just something I love. And mm-hmm. when the pandemic hit, I was kind of like, why am I not doing this? I have all this free time. What what else am I doing? Yeah. That's productive. Yeah. Literally nothing. Like I'm drinking. I'm not doing anything <laughs> else that's productive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, were you in Altoona during the pandemic? I was, yes. Were you just isolated on your own? So I was married at the time. Oh. Okay. And I am now divorced. Okay. So all right. Yeah. Wow. So that's <laughs> So you came here? So I came here. I was like, <laughs> I need a change. It's time to branch out a little bit. And Absolutely. It's nicer with the podcast now, too, because I feel like there's a lot more people to have on. Yeah. There's a bigger comedy scene here, which yes. I'm really excited to start hitting mics. Like, I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about your comedy background. So it's not super extensive. I started to hit a few open mics. I would drive here and oh, I hit a few. Okay. Very, very early, like very, you know, amateur. And then the pandemic happened. So then I'm like, I need to do something because I feel like I'm kind of starting to tap into something, but I don't know what to do with it. Yes. So then that's when I started the podcast. So being here has kind of changed things Mm because I'm like, that gives me a little more freedom to start hitting mics, get the podcast going, meeting new people. That's huge, too, when you're in a new area and you don't know anybody. That to me is a brave. It's such a brave thing to be like, I'm going to go somewhere where I know nobody or I'm not established or. I just think that's such a scary thing. It is so scary. And I've lived there my entire life. Like, I've never left Altoona. This Oof. is the first place at 29 that I've left and, you know, kind of been on my own. Yeah. So it is like, it's it's weird. And it's been a little bit of an adjustment. Mm-hmm. I won't lie. Sure. But I do. I'm happy to be here. Like, yeah. I'm happy to kind of be on my own doing my own thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that, like, being able to do what you're doing, like, you have a... It sounds like you're like, I know that comedy is sort of the community I want to go towards. Right. And the creativity I want to go towards. And I feel like if you don't have that moving somewhere, it's like one of the questions I have gotten in when I, you know, from clients, how do I make friends? Like, seriously, yes. that is a legitimate question yes. I get all the time. I feel so weird being like, can we like be friends? It's like dating. <laughs> it it's a, is. It's without any sexual tension. Right, right. So it's like, I don't know if it's weirder or not. It's certainly safer. It's safer, 100%, yes. But it's just like, I don't know. Like, I feel creepy being like, can I have your number? Or like, even like a friend request feels a little weird. Yes. And you're like trying to like message people or like, you know, message their, like reply to their story. And I'm like, Mm. am I being weird? But like, I'm just trying to like put myself out there a little bit. Right. Like, I want to hang out. Hi. Yeah. (laughs) I, I think of it as like, well, one, like nobody... You're going to get, like, rejections in the sense that people aren't going to respond. But, like, right. how many other people feel that way? That they're like, I wish I had more friends. Right. Like, so what a wonderful thing to be like, oh, someone wants to hang out with me. Exactly. You know? Like, you kind of feel like you're on a date. Then you're like, yes, like, this person wants to, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. hang out with me. They like me. They think I'm cool. Yes. It's it's so weird, you know? And, like, I, I can't be the only one, right? No. Like, there's got to be other people. <laughs> no. And I think especially since the pandemic that like i feel like your circle had to, everyone's circle got smaller yes it was like you're either yep. in my inner circle and if you get sick i get sick yep 
or I don't see you, or I don't believe in this thing, and I'm doing whatever the hell I want. Right. Which, you know, is its own circle. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> so I feel like that really made it, so me and Morgan started dating right before. Really? Right before. And so we were, I think, two months in when March 2020 hit. Okay. So we were like, we're in this. We want to be together. If right. one of us, it's fine. If one of us gets sick, we're, we're sort of each other's person. But if we started two months later, it would have been like, I don't know. Like, right. I, I don't know if we can do this. So... I don't know. It was, it's hard. It was hard. What a test of a, I mean, obviously, what a test of a relationship the pandemic was. Because oh, when you're with yeah. that person all the time, <laughs> it's like, you're like, all right, I got some evaluating to do, like figuring out, like, is this who I want to be with? Yes. It's, it was almost like moving in right away. Yeah. Sort of. It wasn't exactly like, um, but there, yeah, there's this like, here's my naked soul. Yeah. Like here's all the nasty parts that I wait like a year to show you. Here's a month in. Yep. Here's everything. Here's everything. And, uh, <laughs> and luckily she didn't run away. Yes. Which I'm so grateful for. <laughs> um, but, but yes. Okay. So you're kind of like, you're more in the stand-up, looking to do more stand-up. That's yeah. sort of the, the, the route you're going. Certainly. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, is a little scary in itself. I think, you know, putting yes. yourself out there, it's a very vulnerable, like, thing to do. But, like, I'm just kind of at the point where I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I can swear, but, you, you Oh, know, yeah, yeah. Fuck I, it. You like, you know? I, I mean, if you listen to me talk, yeah, swear, <laughs> yeah. say whatever you want. Yeah, like, I'm just kind of at, like, this fuck it point in my life where yes. it's like, you, you have to do things. And you have to do things that are going to make you happy. And it's kind of like, you can't worry about what other people mm-hmm. you're going to think. And I think that's the biggest thing with stand-up sometimes. It's like, you worry about what other people are thinking. Because you want their reaction. Right, that's why you're doing it. Right. right? And if it's not good, it's like, oh, okay. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm not as funny as I thought I was. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's what's... So, I've done way more improv than stand-up. Okay. That's been my... I was about to do a lot more stand-up right before the pandemic hit. I was, like, taking a class. I was going to go hit mics. And then it was like, and they're all done. Um, And that, like, I really do think there's so much vulnerability, in some ways even more so at the low end, because you can, like, look around and people don't give a shit. Some people don't. Right. Depending on what, you know, if you're doing a spot or if you, like, a feature or something, it's more so. Right. But open mic is so brutal in that way where it's, like nobody might be listening right there might be people sitting at the bar having their own conversations mm-hmm. they don't care that you're standing up there so right. you're not going to get anything off of them then you have other comics who could probably give a shit less maybe that you're there or you right. know they are truly listening to you like sure. you, you kind of get a balance yeah of it. yeah so it's like it's it's a lot of pressure yeah i i remember the first mic i ever did i had just gotten an email from an ex-girlfriend that basically said you were selfish and used your mental health as an excuse in our relationship, which was like, wow. you know, a great, like a fear of mine. Like I right. don't, you know, didn't ever want to do that. So I read that like 20 minutes before I go on stage Ugh. and I go on stage and I was doing a bit that wasn't even that funny, but it was about how like the reason, the the difference between men and women, like fundamentally is just that men are bigger. If we were the same size, there wouldn't be this type of oppression. And it's not even that funny, right. but I was doing that in some, in, in a, and a black woman yelled white men. And I'm just like, I don't know how to handle that. Right. Like, what do you say? I said, I, and I was like, literally, I was like, yeah, fine. White men. And I like placated her because I was terrified. Right. And, and you never think you're going to get heckled at a mic. No. It's more like I'm going to get ignored than heckled. Right. So that was, that was just like (gasps) shell shocking a little bit. Yeah. And it's like, you have to be prepared for that. And like, some days I feel like I'm a little better on my feet. Some days I'm not so good on my feet. So like if I have a day that I'm not good on my feet and someone says something to me, I'm like, do I just do I not say anything? Yeah. Do I say something? If I say something that's lame, they're gonna be like, "Wow, that was great." 
Right. Great comeback. Yeah, nice. Yeah, uh, good, why are you up there? Yeah, go. Get off. <laughs> <laughs> You're done. <laughs> yeah? Right, right. That was two minutes. We're, that's the light. Yeah. Get, get down. Over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it is. It is. But I, But do you ever feel that like the reverse positive of that being like, the stakes are lower, so it's okay, whatever happens. I think you have a lot more freedom, yeah. you know, to kind of play around a little bit. I think the only downfall is, like, if you aren't getting that, like, receptiveness of the audience, you really truly don't know, I think, if something's good or something's not good yes. until you're on a different stage. Yes. So right. I think that's kind of the challenging thing about it. But mm-hmm. I know there's so many mics now. Like, there's so many. Like, yeah. I'm part of the Facebook group. I see yep. them all the time. So it's nice that there's different, like, options. Yes. You know? Yeah, you're not just like, I have one... And on Thursdays, it's the worst, and I'm screwed. Like, there's, there's right. actually, yeah, no, absolutely, uh, yeah. That, that's the it's that's the weird thing. I, I had um I had another comic on here, and she was talking about how like um Suzanne Lawrence, she's a stand up in the area. She, okay. she opened for Tig Nataro when she came. Oh wow. Um, and she was talking about like how bookers will even like look for how how many laughs per minute do you get? Like oh. laugh breaks, right? Like they're looking for that frequency. Oh. And obviously that has to be at like a feature show. That can't just be a mic, like an open. That, there's no way. Right. You can't measure almost anything unless you're like, you know, the next Dave Chappelle or, you know, the next Ali Wong. And, but even then. Right. You could still bomb because who, they just don't care. Right. If the room isn't good, you're not going to thrive. Doesn't like ma- it's yeah. not going to happen for you. Like it's just simply not. Yeah. So I think that would be like hard to judge. And like just thinking about like how many laughs per minute you're getting to would like. Oh my whoo, gosh. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. If you overanalyze the data to a certain point, right. it becomes just like sickening. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't, this isn't fun and creative anymore. I'm almost someone that has to have a carefree attitude a mm-hmm. little bit because if I worry too much about this stuff, I will obsess. Okay. And it will not get any better. Like, and I'll be so focused on it that, like, I feel like I wouldn't be able to do well. So yeah. I almost have to be like, you know what? Whatever happens, happens. Yes. The older I've gotten, I'm just like, I just, that's just the way I have to be. Yes. And what a delightful thing about getting older. Like, yeah, we're getting, you know, we're not as attractive. We have more debt, all those things. Right. But we can care a little bit less. Right. Than when you're 25 when you're 20 like i feel that way now i feel like i've let a lot of pressure off of myself Mm. you know in my early 20s i feel like i was just like very like high strung and like i just didn't want to be like that like i really tried Mm. to relax a lot yeah it's tough it's tough to get yourself to relax and just chill and you know be like you know what everything's gonna be okay even if it doesn't go the way you want it to go so again this is like my attempt to look at these two worlds of mental health and comedy mm-hmm. and i don't have people on and say like what what tell me your traumas let's just right. tell them cool. <laughs> that's you not what it. it's, <laughs> not, it's not what this is yeah. uh you can say whatever you want but in terms of like even that idea of kind of loosening yeah that pressure on yourself what have you found helpful in your life to help you do that that there isn't that sense of pressure and tension all the time really alleviating i was like a workaholic i would okay. work constantly yeah so i'm like and i still do work a lot now mm-hmm. because i have to sure but i mean i've really tried to have a balance of okay you have to have something else that's why the podcast is good yeah that's why comedy is good that's why you know i try to exercise like i try to do things mm-hmm. or like i even like going to record stores and just oh. like looking at vinyls like that's even therapeutic have to you me. been to like, jerry's and squirrel hill i have been yeah that, i love it that place is crazy oh it's such an icon. Yeah, it I is love an icon. that place. Yeah. 
But I mean, I just try to find different things to kind of and like my friends have been such a backbone too. like, you know, I have a lot of great people in my life. So like, I think that's a lot of factors that kind of just, you know, have people to kind of help you get through things. Yeah, absolutely. Do you like, do you have a sense of like, what was driving you to be like, you got to work, you got to work, you got to work? I don't know where this weird pressure came that I put on myself. I really don't understand like where it rooted from, but it took me a long time to let it go. And getting divorced was like, okay, mm. you know, you're you're kind of like, it's almost like you feel like you're breaking yourself back down to your like foundation, yeah. you know, and building yourself back up again. And you're learning to live, laugh, love all over again. <laughs> Right. But genuinely this time. For, right. For real this time. Right. You know, be a genuine person. And I think that's right. why moving forward, like I've just been trying so hard to just, you know, not try so hard. Yeah. I felt, I feel like I've had somewhat of the reverse problem in my life where in some areas I was like, didn't have enough pressure to like push myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I've always been an anxious person. I haven't been as much in the past like five years, but like super anxious, but it wasn't like the anxiety that drives you to be super, super successful and to work hard and do all those things. Right. It was more the kind that just kind of ties you in knots and leaves you in social situations being like, wow, like I should have said this or like, you know, I'm not a good person or all those those types of things. Right. So I've always been sort of like weirdly jealous of that propeller, even though I know there's a complete dark side to it yes yes you really tear yourself down when you try so hard yeah um it's tough yeah and it's hard to like kind of dig yourself back out of that when you're so hard on yourself yeah so it's like you feel like you're constantly trying to go up a mountain that you're just never going to reach the top of yeah i the way that i've kind of had to learn about myself i call it my inner critic Mm -hmm. that part of me that's like that wasn't good enough or that wasn't you're a piece of shit or all that yeah and that part of me the goalposts are always moving even if like you meet the standard it's like whoop right here it is now right and that for me was a huge turning point of like oh if i can never meet this then that's sort of the answer right right like if if that mountain is always getting bigger mm-hmm. not just in like uh you're growing you're expanding you're learning more you're becoming a better person it's not that right right no it's not that <laughs> No, it's just like, it's almost like you think that you need to do these certain things. And if you don't do these certain things, you're almost lesser of a person. It's a very weird, like, it's almost hard to describe to someone that maybe doesn't like have that like feeling. But it's like, then when I feel like when I let loose, Mm -hmm. then I'm loose for a while. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I beat myself up because I let myself, you know, kind of sit back for a little bit. Yeah. So it's like finding that balance for just, you know, being carefree, but still caring. Yes. Right. Yeah, I like the whole like you don't want to have like clenched fists, but you also don't want to like have your hands at your sides. Right. Just you know? like, all right, whatever. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. But it truly is. Like you can't control everything. No. No. We can't control almost anything. No. But that's but we want to. Right. I mean, didn't we learn that the past few years? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like in so many you know ways. What? Whatever. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that's I feel like that's such a strange part of being a person right now is that like you and I could just look at our phones right now and be like, what's going on in Ukraine? Right. And just look at that, feel that. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, what am I having for dinner? And then it's like, okay, global warming. We're, we're, we've run out of time. Right. And then you have to go like this shifting back and forth of crisis and catastrophe and right. things. And, and that's where I feel like comedy is one of the most powerful things in the world. I agree. 
because I don't know, I don't really have many other tangible ways of dealing with that thing. Right. Because it's it's just so much. What's so hard? It's like you, all this shit's going on and yep. you're like expected to live a normal life and like, you know, mm-hmm. where are we going to go to the movies tonight? Like, I, I can't go to the movies tonight. <laughs> like, right. Ukraine's literally like in shambles. On fire. Literally yeah. on fire. And like, it's just so, if, if I could go back 10 years and tell them like my, what? 19 year old self mm-hmm. the stuff that would be going on like i wouldn't even believe it oh I'd yeah like you're lying to me yes shut up no yeah never right right yeah and and, <laughs> and it'll probably be like that in 10 more years right and that's i feel like so you have to you don't have to laugh at it but if you don't you, you have prob- to you end up crying or right. de- or denying it right right like, kind of like, denial yeah shoving it down and i feel like one of the best parts of being being around comedy watching comedy is like you kind of get to sneak the truth in through the side door and we can tolerate it differently right you can kind of swallow it a little bit and kind of be okay with it because if you kind of don't have a sense of humor about things and how Mm -hmm. dark things are sometimes it's like you really won't ever feel okay about anything yeah yeah. So, and I, it's very interesting. I just watched Taylor Tomlinson's special. I don't know if you Me saw too. it on Netflix. I, saw it, I finished it yesterday. And it's one of the, I feel like it's one of the best specials I've ever seen. I think it was amazing. I, I have a really hard time. This is one of my dark sides of being like, why am I not her? Yeah. Uh, Cause yeah. she's so funny. So funny. And so real and so successful. And she's like 27, 28. She's right. younger than us. Yep. And like you bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> But obviously, she talks about that in the special. She does. About being like, you know, I'm this way because my mom died. Right. Um, but but yeah, go go ahead. You were talking about the special. But it, it's exactly that. Like, it's like these dark things that happen in your life. Like, my mm-hmm. dad passed away a few years ago, and it's hard to kind of make that funny. Yes. But she found a way to make it funny. Yes. It's such a dark thing mm-hmm. to bring the light. And I just really appreciated that about the special. Yes. So. Yeah. And I, I feel like I don't I don't know what it, what you've kind of gleaned and observed from like this time of canceling and hyper vigilant like almost like twitter vigilantism and, right. and the sense of like if you say anything out of line anything offensive it's wrong mm-hmm. in that making fun of your dead mom that's there is something offensive classically offensive about that right right Right. And like if I'm sitting with a client, my, I'm not going to try and get them to laugh about their mom dying. It's not my job. <laughs> Let's not... have a chuckle. <laughs> but 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 I also think that we miss out when we aren't able to look at the levity in it and heal a little bit in that way from it. I agree. I feel like if everything is so serious all the time and you kind of can't just look at the, you know, these dark things do happen. That is part of life. But if you don't have that brighter side to it. Are you ever going to recover from it? Are you right. ever going to move on? Yeah. You know, I feel like that's kind of part of the healing process in a way. Or at least it's yeah. always been for me is like when something happens, like I try to kind of find the humor in it. Right. As right. horrible or shitty as it might be. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I know that not everybody is like deep into comedy, but I think that like it's it's a flexible way of looking at something right because like something like grief and mourning and death is like it's a very pretty black and white this is horrible mm-hmm. no one no one who loves someone who died is like yeah right i'm so happy <laughs> right. thank god they're gone <laughs> right unless <Bye. laughs> unless they were suffering but even then right. even then it's it's mixed but if but like i think that that 
those people who you can laugh with because it's not everybody. It's truly not. <laughs> people come to mind. It's not them. It's not them. You say so I, I hate when I say something that I think is super funny or like I'm trying to make a joke about the situation and I just get a blank stare and I'm like, all right, noted. Yep. We'll yeah. do that again. Last one. Last one you got. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's that's okay. Yeah. Right. But you're not in my not in my tribe then you're not right. you're not in my my frequency exactly that i'm at right like i guess we're not on the same page here which is fine yeah. you know it's okay yeah but it's it yeah you just gotta you gotta find those people <laughs> and and laugh through the pain <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> seriously one thing i ask everybody that comes on who's in comedy is how have you found either doing comedy mm-hmm. or just humor in general how have you found that has impacted your own mental health and you can talk about your wellness overall it doesn't just have to be the darkest stuff but what has that been like for you in your life i think it's always been a way for me to kind of cope with what's been going on Mm. and i feel like using comedy and even doing it now you know Mm. just like some of the heavy things that have been in my past divorce death like you know you kind of just have to you have to move on Mm. making jokes about things has always just kind of brightened things up for me may not have always been at the appropriate times (laughs) sure Sure. (laughs) but i mean that was always my way to kind of bring myself out of my own funk yeah so that's kind of always just been you know my my way my style you know my approach to things and being you know meeting other people that kind of have the same like-mindedness is great yes because when you are around some people that don't have that don't share that with you it is a little bit of a struggle yeah you feel like an alien a little bit right like i mean it sounds like you've been in the banking corporate type world somewhat Mm -hmm. i feel like those settings are very like what the what is this right i'm like can i can i joke with you can i not i am handling your finances so you probably don't want to like laugh right now you know or if i'm calling you to tell you your account's overdrawn you're probably not gonna laugh um right right you know you gotta pick your place yeah (laughs) you know know your audience right right it's it's kind of been a little bit of a change and i um in the past had worked in retail which is a little bit of a looser like i guess like atmosphere yeah kind of have a little more fun whereas like with what I'm doing now, like at least during the day, mm-hmm. you know, my day job, it is a little bit more, you know, serious. Yeah. Again, dealing with people's finances. Um, yeah, but I don't it, I don't want my banker to be <laughs> making fun of my finances. Right. Because like, <laughs> they could. Right. They could. I saw that OnlyFans transaction you make every <laughs> second. Um, maybe we don't do that. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. They're right. like, I see you like to frequent the wine and spirits quite a bit. But, you know, yeah. I don't judge. Right. I do the same thing. Right, right. <laughs> Taco Bell four times right, in a row. Like, right, girl, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you crying in your Can car? Can I buy you a scale? <laughs> uh, like terrible. Right, seriously. But and that is one thing about that. Like you see everybody's life. You do. You get to see all their transactions. Mm-hmm. That is so interesting. It's very interesting, which I can't talk too much about. But it's like no, you obviously. can see everybody's like life, and it is very weird at first when I went transition from retail to that. And you see that it's oh. like I'm like I feel like I shouldn't even be seeing this. I love this. I feel like we have we have similar things that like being a therapist. Mm-hmm. I get that too in a very like I see the medical records and then I and I'm hearing all these things. Right, right. So it's like it's this you, that is so interesting. Right, you just feel like it's wrong to know this stuff about yeah. people. It's like I feel like I shouldn't know this. Oh, that is so interesting. <laughs> Do you have any? I know you can't disclose like proprietary 
information right but do you have anything like that you've seen that you're like this is this was fucking funny oh all the time yeah every single day and i i have really great coworkers. like we have a lot of really good inside jokes and like it really helps us get through the day because some days are just you know very trying and you just see things and you're like are you fucking serious right now? You know mm. what I mean? And like, you know, you have to talk to this person. And it's like, I just, it's hilarious, but you can't laugh. No, <laughs> no, you cannot. It's tough. But my night job's a little looser. You sure. know what I mean? I can have a little bit more fun. You yeah. know, it's more of like a bar atmosphere. So that's mm-hmm. a little bit better. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You can be silly. Right. I'm like, all right, I can loosen up a little bit now and have some fun tonight. It's not so, you know, tight gripped. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Do you have bits about your band, like that, what your work is? Like, oh, do you have- I have so many notes ready. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Customer service is just a never ending gift. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I worked in tech for three years before I went back to school and I was like an account management. So what, like there was some like customer facing stuff, but it was also some like client facing stuff. Mm-hmm. And the, the types of interactions that people assume are normal right that like the way that they're coming at you is like yeah you should just be able to handle what i'm doing right it's like do you understand how much i'm getting paid to to handle you (laughs) not enough right never enough it's never never enough enough. (laughs) no it's just, it's, I think it's like my quote of the day every single day. I'm like, I do not get paid enough for no. this shit. I like get in my car. I'm like decompressing. I'm like, should I start smoking? I need something. <laughs> like, I don't know what should I, I take need. take up cigarettes? Right. Like, do I start health? at 29? Right. Do you think that'll be okay? My doctor would be like, no, I don't know what you were thinking. This isn't going to help. Right. This is only going to make things worse. Right. But I just, you just have these situations where you're just like, is this, is this happening? Like, it's just truly happening right now. Yep. Like, yep. okay. I, so, I mean, people who listen have, have heard me say this, but like, so during the pandemic, people who were doing therapy, we switched to telehealth, right? Mm-hmm. So it was either like video or phone call. And I can't tell you how many times I'd hop on and somebody is on the bus. I had one person take me into Walmart as they were getting their fishing license. So I'm in their pocket. They're Shut therapists. Up. I'm not, Shut up. I'm not <laughs> kidding you as they're like doing this transaction. And I'm like, what are we doing? Right. Like, sir, can you just, you know, call me back in five? Just call me back in five. It, it, there's a certain, there was a certain point during the pandemic where I was like, I don't have the willpower to fight this. Right. I sort of just have to like lazy river it and just, <laughs> just, just go boneless. Through. Yeah. Um, because it was just so weird for nobody knew what the hell was going on. No, like I, I was truly convinced the world was ending. I was like, I need two cases of White Claws and I need some Doritos because shit's getting real. I thought you were going to go like two cases of water and a shotgun. But you're no. like, no, I'm going out. I'm yep. going out in style. Right. Yeah. If I like fully don't know what's going on, that's really the way to go. And like everyone, like I was so worried about getting it. Like yeah. it was such a scary time. Mm-hmm. And then like. And then you kind of get away from human interaction. Mm -hmm. And then like when I started going back to my retail job, I'm like, I think people are worse. Mm. I was like, I think this is worse. Like, I don't know how this is possible. Because you think, you know, you kind of have that happy, like one side where people are so happy to be back. Yes. And be out and about and so happy to see you. Right. Then you have that other half where it's just like, you can tell people have been locked up like way too long. Oh, yeah. Wow. Right. Wow. Like a dog that's been like those dogs who are like lab dogs and they come out and they're kind of like walking funny (laughs) and it's like one eyes open. Yeah. And they like don't really like getting petted. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I I think that's totally true. And I, I think that like and it was also this division of everyone got angrier at everybody yeah 
there was no i don't think most people came out of the pandemic feeling more empathetic no. or more kind to humanity no which which is sad for all of us it's so sad like i thought that was i personally thought it's a really good time to just kind of sit back reflect think about things mm-hmm. you know maybe be a little kinder maybe be a little nicer and that's something mm-hmm. like i always try every day to do i try to be as kind and nice as, as i can to everybody yeah. i interact with because you never know what someone's going through yeah. and i never yeah. want to put a negative experience on somebody right but you know some people i feel like just walk out of their house in the morning with a vendetta and they're just ready to go and i'm yeah. just like okay and unfortunately sometimes you're that person that gets the other end the of receiver. it yeah and it's weird because you would think that like it wasn't like an alien invasion, but it was the closest thing to a uniform experience we could have. Right. Everybody was affected by this. Right. And yet it was like, oh, we're more divided than ever. It wasn't like, yeah, we all get it. Right. No. All, nope. No. I feel like we need support groups for this. Like people need to sit in a circle and, you know, just talk about like their pandemic time. Yes. You know what I mean? And just really get it out because it's like. Yeah. I feel like some of us are holding on to some things that we need to <laughs> let go. <laughs> Yeah, and having an election through all that was, you know, that was fun too. Oh, that, that was, was so fun. That was great. Yeah, good times. Real hee hees and ha has. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I'm like, is this is this ever gonna get better? I know, I know. Did you did you feel like you had throughout like it could have been back to 2016, but the experience of like I remember growing up and being kind of told that America is the best and it, everything mm-hmm. is wonderful and everything is flawless. Yep. And then even into my 20s. I was sort of not that it was like worshiping it or pay, like mega patriotism, but just like this is the best country in the world. Listen, I love the Fourth of July. Oh, it's so fun! <laughs> I am very patriotic on the Fourth of July. Sure, that's like saying you go to church on Christmas, though. Right. It's like, yeah, yes, USA. <laughs> right, right. Uh, <laughs> but 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 that feeling of like, oh, we have a lot of cracks and shame and pain that. You just don't see when you're a kid. No. In the same way. No, I feel like I was almost in a bubble yes. for a very long time. And then at some point the bubble burst. And oh I'm like, yeah. I'm like, do I like need to get across the border? Do yeah. I need to go to Canada? Canada? Yeah, yeah. Is that the answer? Yep. I feel like I fit in there. Like oh, I'm yeah. like, I don't know what what's the answer? What what should I do? I think Canada's not bad. I think that's not a bad answer. I don't know if it's a bad option. I just you just see all these things happening and the yeah. way people react and treat each other, and I'm just like feel like you're surrounded by ding dongs sometimes it's like it's so simple it's so simple and i feel like we take something so simple and there's so many flaws and there's so many things and people are just so ugly sometimes yeah and it's just not necessary yeah i just i'll never understand it yeah uh morgan was just before you came she was um she was telling she was watching a tiktok about how like there are these people who are seeking out adoption like directly and so, mm-hmm. like, they'll, like, message message new parents directly and be like, hey, I uh, saw you had a baby. Congrats. Uh, if you don't really want to hang on to it, we'd be happy to take it. It's not a shih tzu puppy. No. <laughs> it's not a picnic table on Facebook Marketplace. Right. It's a conscious being. I'll throw a few thousand dollars at you for that child. Although, personally, for a woman, I feel like maybe that's the way to go. Yeah, you know, you do the surrogacy right. thing. You know, just like, hey, I'll throw you some money. You know, if you want to go through the whole thing for oh, me. Oh, you give someone else. Right, I, but that'd be more of a prearranged I thing. I think there's something about that that feels better than being Sliding like... Sliding into someone's DMs. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, yeah, sorry about the placenta. And uh, <laughs> baby time? A little bit of baby time? Right. Ugh, yeah, that's... 
but but that's another i'm just like i can't relate to this at all and no. part of my job is to empathize with people and it's like i can't empathize with that exactly i can't I can't figure out what you're trying to, and, and who knows if that's like trafficking or what's actually going right, on. Right, right. You're not actually talking face to face with somebody, but that's terrifying. I wonder how you respond to that. Like, no, I'm okay. Thank you, though. You yeah. know. I hope you hit the report button, but like, who right. knows what Zuckerberg's gonna do with that? Right. But like, probably just goes into like a folder of just weird shit that they just can't even like look at. They're probably right. like, whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about weird jobs, right? Oh my god. Filtering gosh. that. I think that would be one of my dream jobs. Yeah. If I could, oh my gosh, if I could go through people's messages, I would love it. I would do it all day long. You could write a book about like oh. all the different spheres of digging through people's dirt, oh. like the bank statements and the messages. And oh my gosh, that would be really funny. I would live off of that. Yeah. You know, maybe I'd have a segment on my podcast where each week, like I just read somebody's DM. That would be really funny. You know, maybe I should just start asking for entries. I don't know. I just love it. You could. I, I'm sure people would send that to you i mean like on reddit i see like tinder like the worst of tinder things come oh, up you know God, i could only imagine oh it's bad oh never are no. you are, are you do you, are you out dating right now are you doing the the dating scene no good for you no no yeah no and i i don't know that i ever would <laughs> you know this is it yep it's me yep all right good for you so, I mean, I am currently like seeing someone. Oh, okay, I just okay. I just think that like if it weren't to work out, sure. I'm not downloading the apps. Good for you. I'm not downloading the apps. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I'm I'm okay with it. Mm. I just feel like that's a lot, although it would be a great material source, I feel like. Oh yeah. I think that, you know, um I have I have so many j- jokes that I wrote back when I was on there and I did a joke on stage that was like Trying to get a girl to respond on a dating app is like trying to pet a deer to get close enough because you're like trying to convince it I'm not gonna kill you right and and just silently slowly creeping yeah, you yeah. know hey you want want us some food want to get some food <laughs> but but like I feel like for you guys the reverse side of that is like I don't want to get murdered right I would prefer not to be killed if possible that or would be great. and if and if that's also good how about no dick pics can I do both is is that okay. <sighs> You know, I went through a time. Maybe I, you know, everyone doesn't agree with me on this. I don't want unsolicited dick pics. That okay. Right. I don't want someone to just send me one out of the blue, and I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. Um, but sometimes, like, you gotta you gotta see what you're working with first. Oh. So, like, I'm okay with like having a pre, like, you know, a little preview before, like, I know what's happening. Okay. I don't want to be blindsided by something weird. <laughs> <laughs> Right, like a real like battleship sort of. I I'm a very expressive person, so okay. like if it's not good, uh, it's, yeah. you're gonna read it on my face, yeah. literally instantly. <laughs> you can't hide it. <laughs> I can't. That's interesting. Yeah, I the unsolicited thing is what sticks out to me. Right. Like, why would you want some? Like, it's like someone sneaking into your bedroom at night and planting a tree and being like, "Are you happy that I did this without telling right. you about it?" Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel good? Like, do you like it? Yeah. Like, I, and then it's like, what kind of response? Because like, you know, if you say hi to somebody and that's literally what you get to begin with, I'm like, one, what type of person are you? Two, like, why did you think that this was okay? That's, that's again, we're going back to these people's psyches. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I really wonder if it's like a telemarketing level of like, if I shoot out a hundred dick pics. Right. Then, you know, two girls will respond. What's my success rate? I can't imagine it's better than like junk mail. I have to imagine that there are so few 
men, well, I don't know if men to men is different at this point. It seems like it might be a yeah. little bit. Uh, but I, but what is the success rate? One in 10,000? Right. And if like I'm accept, like, okay, so on the reverse side of it, you right. know, we have like a two minute conversation. You just send out that dick pic. Right, right. And it's usually not a flattering angle. <laughs> it's weird. Sometimes. I had this friend that got one from someone in a tanning bed. Like, it's just weird-ass shit. Yes. So it's like, you know, you receive that, and it's like, what kind of person am I if I'm receptive to that? Like, are you going to marry me? No. How do you meet mommy and daddy? Right, right. Well, I saw his hog, and uh, <laughs> I just I was knew he was the one. <laughs> I just knew. <laughs> I think, and this might not be a popular opinion either, but I think just genitals isn't attractive on anybody Mm-mm. i just don't think so i think if you saw any type of genital on the street you'd be like i don't want that i don't want to touch that in the full body awesome right. great when you're in the moment it's a completely different Wonderful. thing unless there's something weird happening well sure you sure. know and that's fair but like to just to send like just to send a photo out just raw just sending a photo out to someone it's like I, no that's it's so alarming it is very alarming there's no way it's gonna look nice nope even if you put your face in it or your <laughs> body in it somehow which i think is gonna make it 10 times worse right. <laughs> or like one of those panorama shots where like you know you see the full angle of the room <laughs> that's what i'm gonna start i would request from someone that's hilarious i'm like listen i need a full 360 yep. i need the whole thing yep. thank you and you know you know how like um like they have those things on like Target apps or Walmart where you can like see how it'll look in my living room. Have you seen those? Yes. Where it's like, all right, what would this what would this like cassock look like in my living room? Yeah. Same thing. Right. Oh, right. Exactly. I, honestly, this might be an app idea. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm we might sh- be on to something. Yeah. Yeah. We I, we we could talk. We could talk business. <laughs> oh man, I don't want to be known for that. No. What are What do you do? You know, I'd be like, listen, I have this app. <laughs> you, I, I, you'd make a lot of money. And it's probably would just be men uploading, looking at their own dicks. Oh, 100%. It's an ego thing for sure, too. Like, and I think it's guys that like, you're like so proud of it that they're like just sending it out there just to get a good response. I, I hate this culture that men have created themselves. Mm -hmm. It's from what I understand, it's it's just men reinforcing it to men. Like, I'm sure that there are some women that are like, yeah, I want a nine inch, like whatever. Right. But it's not, it's, I think. From my experience being a, a man my whole life, it's just guys doing it to each other. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, this is what women like. So there's this like crazy level of insecurity, testosterone bouncing off of each other. Right. And then we just project it onto you guys. Right. It's just like a, it's just a constant one upper. It's terrible. Like, oh, I sent that to Jennifer and she loved it. You yeah. know what I mean? And like Jennifer's probably like, listen, I don't want this. No. This isn't, this isn't good. No. It's just like, I don't know. It's just like a constant, like, how many times can I throw the reel out and see who I can reel in? I know. I, I, I'm i more like, so, I mean, so I'm in a field that's like 95% women. Like, uh, there, I don't know how many male therapists you've met in your life, but my guess is probably not too many. No. Nope. Right. No. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I, I had a client uh, come to me recently. It was a guy, and he was like... We were at the end of the session. It went well, and it, but the first one, and he's like, I, I ask everybody I work with, like in my professional life, why should I, why should I choose you over some of the people? In my my joking response to him, I was like, try and find another male therapist in the area, and that wasn't my real response. But I was like, go ahead, see if you can find one. Um, but anyway, like I've I've never fully been able to relate to that type of guy in no. my life. I've always been a sensitive. I feel things, my feelings get hurt, 
if if like I ever interpret Morgan as being mad at me, even if she's not, which she's like so amazing, I get like sad. Yeah. And and scared. And I've never been able to relate to this like jock frat, throw it on the table. I think it's because these men don't revisit their traumas well, from their childhoods. You're getting that from Taylor Tomlinson, right? I am, but I think it's honestly, there's so much truth to it. Like, I think if you don't, you know, I don't even saying you need therapy. Sure. But like, if you're just a little bit in touch with yourself yes. and, you know, kind of work through some things, like, yep. you know, you might not be out doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You might be a little bit more in touch with yourself. Yeah. So Go I, for a walk, right. maybe, alone. Right. You put know, your phone down. Put your phone down, you know. You know, don't send a pick out for a half hour. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hi, my name's James. Uh, I'm two hours sober. Uh, sober. Haven't thrown a, haven't thrown a dick pick out. That that's the support group circle that you know might need to happen. Oh man! But I I do think you're right. And something that is I'm so fascinated by is like the this this thing we've are stuck in as like men. I th- I think there are good movements out of it of like men being allowed to have feelings. Right. Right? Like right. like anger isn't the only feeling that you can have. Right. Um because because I feel bad for like the way even now still boys are being raised. It's like you're supposed to be this way. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to dominate. You're supposed to never show any weakness. But I but it's like it's very tragic to me that like we because everyone ends up more hurt by this process right like men end up disconnected from themselves Mm -hmm. they end up not knowing what to do with anything that isn't anger or like just a good feeling right and then obviously that ends up becoming like abuse and just general harassment right women and and not even being able to connect communication i think is key yeah and when you I think one of the biggest things is when you meet a guy, like you have to be able to communicate with them. Right. And if they can't communicate with you, like that's just the biggest red flag. Sure. Because it's never going to get better. And right. if you, <laughs> it's never going to get better. You can't save him, right? No. You can't be his communication life buoy. No, you can't. He's going to drown your ass. <laughs> right. Just swim away. Swim away. Yep. Just swim away. Let the sharks take you. But it is like, I feel like if, I feel like if a guy can't communicate at mm-hmm. least, you know, how he's feeling, which sure. I think is a huge part of that mm-hmm. and being expressive, mm-hmm. then it does turn into other things because it can't release anything. Yes. And I think experientially and then just in my work, one of the biggest truths I've found is that emotions don't go away. No, they like, don't. They don't just like if you shove them down or push them aside, they will come back up in some way. Oh, yeah. They have to. Right. And so we we've. Oh man, it's just I and I like men have been the warrior. That that's been like the template, right? Mm-hmm. The man yep. is the warrior and the warrior's strong and and there's nothing wrong with being strong and competitive and those things, but like at the cost of tenderness and kindness and connection and Right. I feel like that's the trade-off. It's usually I feel like it's often like this or that. Right. And then I feel like that type of, you know, and I don't want to stereotype, but I feel like if you are feeling that way and you can't, you know, like communicate and you are holding everything in, like that makes it intimidating then if you see a woman that is very, you know, expressive and is very independent and does her own thing, they can't, you know, that type of guy can't handle that. Yeah. It's just the way that it is. Yes. Right. Because, because it's like, oh, 
I'm supposed to be the one who's the biggest, mm-hmm. like emotionally, physically, everything. everything I'm and I need you to be small and submissive and all those things. Right. And and they don't usually handle that super well. No. And I feel like the dynamics are changing a little bit. I think so. I, you know, I feel I like it's so. definitely more even or like. I've even heard on different podcasts there's a lot more like stay at home dads, which I think is great. Yeah. Like I think it so doesn't too. have to always be like a gender side to everything. No, no absolutely not. Um my when I think about like in terms of in, in entertainment comedy, did you watch Scrubs? No. So Zach Braff, who was like played JD on Scrubs, plays this and this was like in the two thousands, a very sensitive um like kind of emotional guy okay and he's like good friends with this very like macho like alpha surgeon and but they're like have like a bromance yeah and i remember that feeling like permission a little bit to like this doesn't mean that you can't be successful this doesn't if you like are more of a sensitive guy or have feelings right um but i agree with you i think that we are shifting i think that culture is shifting and there's less of a it's less of a this or that box. I, right. I I think that we're I think we're growing. I think so. I think things are definitely like it seems like things are going in the right direction, you know, in certain ways. Yeah. Some ways I'm just like, oh, all right. Guess we're we're not really getting anywhere. Yeah, and I mean and it's hard because I mean, even if you just think of us as a country, what is it, like three hundred and forty million people? Mm-hmm. That's an insane amount of personality. It's a lot. And baggage. Yep. Talk about baggage to try and change. Yeah. Um, But I I hope we're moving in that direction. I hope so, too. I mean, I'm hopeful. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Not saying that that's, you know, I I do think things are moving in a better direction. And I do think people maybe feel a little more free to, you know, be themselves, feel their feelings, be a little bit more expressive, maybe some or more than others. (laughs) But... (laughs) Right. But I definitely think it is moving, you know, in the right direction. I just think you have to be open to it. And I think that's part of the issue, too. A lot of people aren't open Mm -hmm. to, you know, change. Yes. Moving forward. It's – I have noticed this creeping thing in my own life, the older I've gotten, that I feel a resistance to change Mm -hmm. in certain ways. In other ways, I feel very open to change in, like, whether it's – you know, the type of friendships I have or I don't know, just there are areas where I feel more open minded. But I do feel this creeping like it's I think it's almost my brain being like, no, like I want things to stay the same. Right. And that's scary. It is because I don't want to be a 50 year old guy who is like watching my son or daughter. I don't know, like play the flute and be like, that's stupid. Right. That's I don't want to. And it's I don't know. So I feel like that's like an act. You have to be active with that. Right. You can't just like if you just let yourself go sedentary in that way in terms of change and growth, you're going to kind of get stuck, which is why dads end up wearing the same fucking thing. Like they choose a period and they're like, all right, this is what I'm wearing for the rest of my life. This is it. This is it. The Wrangler is it. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, what so in in terms of like that idea of like being open-minded, being someone who has like more of a growth mindset, like what have you found helpful in your own life with that? Like what helps you stay open-hearted? 
I just try to be very honest with myself mm. and as to what's happening, yeah. you know, and like really just being like, you know what, you're going to get through this. You know, it's fine. Like you just really have to, I think, be very present, yeah. be very honest and be like, you know, we just got to keep going this. We got to keep moving forward and not moving backward. Right. It's. I feel like sometimes you got to give yourself a pep talk, Oh, okay. you know, yeah. and I feel like sometimes I do do that. You yeah. know, I kind of, you know, I like to talk to myself every now and again, Yeah. which I'm sure isn't a huge surprise, <laughs> um, but it <laughs> yeah. helps. Right. Right, right. That's what po- podcasting is just me talking myself. And yep. anyone want to listen? Anyone? In- yeah. Yeah. No, but I think that's a wonderful thing. Um, yeah. Just being able, that's a way of being reflective, right? right? Talking to yourself, hearing your own voice. Right. Like, you know, not suppressing it or being like, you know, just forget it, keep moving on. Like, you do have to, I think, listen to yourself in the moment of change yes. and kind of feel how you're feeling. And let those feelings happen. That's something I used to do too. Ooh. I used to just dig the feelings down. I'm like, I just don't have time for this. Like, yep. I can't do this right now. But then you start crying when you're like, you know, in a TJ Maxx. And like, that's not okay either. No. Like, you have to feel your feelings. Yes. I, so two, the two most, probably the two most influential, like, spiritual slash psychological teachers in my life were Brené Brown okay. and Tara Brock. Hey, that's all right. Totally fine. <laughs> Brené Brown is like she's a she's a writer. I, she's a um, researcher. But one of the things that I found really helpful for me is this this acronym called RAIN. Okay. When you have a big feeling, it's you uh, you recognize, you allow, you investigate, and you nurture. Mm-hmm. So like what you're saying is like just the like allowing it to be there. Right. Judging, suppressing, denying makes things bigger it perpetuates it makes it last longer it spills out yep if you just recognize oh i'm feeling angry at this thing right instead of being like i shouldn't feel this way you do feel that way right you're already feeling that way right like you can't judge yourself for feeling a certain way and i think too sometimes like i do have a feeling and i'm like i don't understand where this is coming from and i don't understand why i'm feeling this but i'm really feeling this right now right and that was another thing that i was like if i don't understand it it doesn't need to happen and then i'd lock it away and like Mm. that's not healthy either yeah it's not good yeah and you don't know i think that is a a trap of that i've certainly fall into of like if i don't understand why then this is wrong or un right invalid or or needs to be thrown out Right. right. As opposed to just being like, this is a wave passing through. Right. And that's just okay. Right. You just got to let it happen. And then you, you know, it, and it will, like, it will just pass. It you will. just have to feel it and it'll pass. Yeah. There's, I, I, I think I heard this recently that, like, on a physiological level, like, emotions begin and end with a max of 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. Unless it's something like grief. Right. right. That's a different thing. But, like, you will feel differently. That is the guarantee. Right. But the lie is you won't feel differently. Right. You're like, it's never going to get better. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. You're just going to feel like this forever. Yep. And and I think that's part of why I'd be like, I don't have time for this. Like, this mm-hmm. is not happening to me today. Right. You know? Right. And then that's when you have a mental breakdown. Yeah. It is. It <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. And like, it's such a beautiful way to take responsibility for your life. Right. Is by just being like, I am feeling this way. Right. Instead of just, you know spitting on someone's car as you're walking by right for, you, you know, know it's not being an asshole not for no being reason. an asshole for no reason yeah yeah um one thing i ask every guest that comes on is 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 there some nugget of wisdom that it can it doesn't have to be the most profound thing okay but just like 
that you found meaningful and it can be about mental health it can be about comedy it can just be in general but like what's something that you're like this has meant something to me and and you want to share I guess the biggest thing that I have kind of held on to a lot is it's okay to be yourself. Mm. It's okay to be whoever you want to be. You know, if it doesn't make sense to somebody else, it doesn't have to. It only has to make sense to you. You don't owe anybody anything. I think that's the biggest thing that I've kind of held on to and that I've learned is like you don't owe anyone anything. Mm. So I would say that that is probably, you know, my little nugget of, you know. I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, yeah, I don't need to add anything. That. That's, a, that's a beautiful <laughs> thing. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we're, we're, we're hitting about an wow. hour. I know, right? I looked over and I was like, gee, I saw the, sun, the sun actually gave it away oh, for it me. Oh, it is. It's like um, down. Yeah. So where can people find you? If people are like, this chick is awesome, she's funny, I want to find out where Danny is, where can people find you? So the best place to find me is on Instagram. Same. So um, I have my personal account. It's at Danny Kaufman, which has two eyes. Um, the last name is K-A-U-F-M-A-N. I'll throw this in the show notes, too. Oh, I was going to say, because it's a lot to like spell <laughs> out. Um, and then you can also follow me at Damn It Danny Podcast. So uh, I'm going to be back up and running here soon. Took a little momentary pause. You happens. know, got to upgrade a few things. Yeah. Need to take a moment. But yeah, going to be starting up again soon. I'm excited. I missed this. Like, I'm like so happy to be here. I feel yeah. like so much better. Good. I, lo- I love it, too. Like, I, it, it's, it's. I just love talking about these things mm-hmm. uh, and getting to do it in a silly, fun way right? You know, with, with nice people. That's- it is. It's so cool. And it's like usually by the end of it, it's like, you know, you get to meet someone new. It's yeah. a really great time. You know, you just feel good afterwards, you Absolutely. know. Absolutely. It's great. Absolutely. Well, I'm so grateful that you came on. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's such a good time. It yeah. flew right by. I, I can't know. believe it's been an hour. Yeah. Um, and I'm pumped that, you know, we'll get to see each other in the comedy scene. I know. As well. It's going to be cool. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else? Any I don't other... I don't think so. I think that's good? it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, thank you. Cool. Thanks, Danny. Thank you.